Hello, hello, friends. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me. I'm so thrilled that you're here and I'm pretty excited about this episode. So please be sure to subscribe and share on your social media, subscribe on your favorite listening platform. You'll be the first to know when the episode drops and any surprise bonus content that comes through. As we close out this year, I'm so grateful really for the experience and truly grateful for your support on this journey and mostly for all the fascinating and incredible people that I've been able to connect with and reconnect with. So check me out on gifttoshift.com and tag me in some of your posts on social media and I can't wait to connect with you. So today I'm talking with Rosine Kushnick. And it was interesting because when we were conversing via email back and forth, I said to her, so what is it that you feel like would be really key for you to be able to share? And she said, I really want to talk about how women can talk to men. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, I was super triggered, right? Because I was like, why do women need to learn how to talk to men? Why can't men learn how to talk to women? (laughs) And so she went on to say, well, whether they're brothers or husbands or boyfriends or partners, she had this really in-depth way of being able to connect and talk to men so that they're actually interested and inspired to hear women deeply and even want to help women get what they desire. Super interesting to me, obviously. I was so inquisitive all over this topic. And so Uh, Rosine Kushnick is an intuitive healer and a relationship mentor. She's originally from Switzerland and her focus is to design a process to help women attract the love of their life using a heartache free approach. Yes, heartache free. She's the best selling author of Find Your Beloved, Creating Delicious Companionship and the feminine dating revolution, the zero heartache way of attracting the love of your life. So I'm so excited because I was not expecting the conversation to go as deep as it went. You know, we obviously talk about communication, but we also talk about the rift between the feminine and the masculine energy. And we talk about this new paradigm shift in the way that these energies coexist. So it was pretty fascinating and I can't wait to get your feedback. And so let's listen in. I do believe that relationships are absolutely fundamental to our well-being, every aspect of well-being, even our physical well-being, our financial well-being, every single aspect of our well-being is majorly impacted by the quality of our relationships and at the same time as a human race at this particular point in time I would say we're not really very good at it maybe that's why there are so many books and so many relationship coaches and therapists and because it is I just don't think we have been really good at it yet And so everyone brings a different angle, a different slice to the party, you know, and everyone has a different way of doing life and therefore naturally how they do relationship. And so everyone likes to use a different kind of approach on how to improve or heal their ways of relating. It's interesting that you say that because what comes to mind when you're talking is this whole 
concept that we don't show up by ourselves, that we have generations and generations of experiences that come into the relationship as well. And so do you find that to be true that women and men show up with the quote unquote, I mean, you know, for lack of a better term baggage, you know, oftentimes it's not baggage, but it's life experiences. And then really what's been filtered Everybody has this filter that they're using based on the experiences that they had and the people that they were connected to growing up of assuming how relationships actually are and then take that forward. And then it's this generational thing. And so how do you break that? That is such a big factor, right? We, I really liked this question because I very, very much look at relationships and who we are as women in relationship, and also as men, through a historical lens. Because it's an illusion to think we are free of our history in our day-to-day way of experiencing and living life. And we are just about, we just recently emerged from the total grip of being in a patriarchal society. And thanks to the feminist movement, a lot of things have changed. But by all means, our relationship dynamics, I would say, are a few thousand years old. Like the real nitty-gritty basic construction that is holding up our values and our knee-jerk reactions in a relationship are really, really old. And therefore, I like to say are really dysfunctional because if you look at history, it wasn't really a time of great emotional, relational fulfillment in the last few thousand years. It's quite the opposite. And so we're just emerging from that. And I find that very topic just super exciting because it's, we're literally at the brink of creating and choosing new ways in every area of human life, really, in education, in how we run our countries, in agriculture, in transportation, every area of life is you know, has an opportunity of deep change. And that's where I like to see myself in that conversation of creating a whole new model, a whole new basis for how we relate. And yes, part of it is breaking, healing the wounds. There's massive wounds on both men and the side of men and women. Massive. With a capital M. <laughs> With a capital M. Massive. Um, and so you're talking about that and I'm thinking about my kids, right? And so I'm thinking about what am I doing? How am I teaching? What are they seeing? How are they connecting? I have a boy and a girl and it's very interesting to see the dynamics of things. Mm-hmm. And especially because even at a very young age, there's this disposition that comes forth that they hadn't, you know, they, they didn't see any of that information from us. Right. You know, it's almost like it's a genetic 
yes. composition of how they act and what they say mm-hmm. and where they relate and how they do. And, you know, simple things like cleaning or organizing or, you know, putting things away, you know, what five and six year olds do at this age, you know, but there's a, there's a clear distinction for me as a mother that they are different, obviously, male and female, but there's also this kind of predetermined disposition about who they're becoming. And then now they look at their father and I, and they're like, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, um, you know, is this something that they should be looking at? Can I clarify this a little bit better for them? That's my issue. That's not their issue. And there are so many different layers and so many different things to consider and factor in and approaches to take. And that I would say where my genius comes into play is in the realm of the very deep unknown factors. Like obviously when you raise children, there's so much you need to do on a daily basis, how you speak, how you behave, like all of that, I would say, is not within the realm of my expertise. What I do know is that anything a parent is holding in their subconscious, they're passing that along to their children. And there's nothing you can do about that other than becoming conscious of what you're not conscious and doing that deep kind of work. But that's just the name of the game. That's what parents and children do. Children absorb everything. And I do believe that the reason why there's more and more these very light-bearing children coming in because their parents are carrying less of a burden and they have done a lot of work in kind of lightening their load. But I think at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, is that the very terrible truth that whatever we don't resolve, we do hand it down. And then how much can we resolve? And do we have the stamina and the support to resolve? It takes effort. It definitely does. And it takes work. And it takes, like you said, a consciousness, you know, an awakening, a deeper kind of you asking yourself questions about, you know, where does this come from? What am I doing? How can I do it differently? And, you know, part of the reason this podcast came to be was just that, you know, there's this, I think there's this age old kind of mentality that, you know, we need to change, that we need to pivot, that we need to shift. Um, But those tools are not really provided for us you know, and so how do you do that? What is the process of shifting and changing? And how can we create a new way of being as humans, as kind humans, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to support one another and support ourselves in this, what we call life. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the word change is so big. And, you know, it's the most consistent thing that happens in our lives. And Mm -hmm. so how do you pivot and shift in the midst of it all? And so that brings me to this question about, you know, the masculine and the feminine in regards to relationships. First of all, do you work specifically with just 
females or is it also men? Because when I was reading your information in your books, it came across as though this was your focus and your intention was really to work with women. Yeah. So the topic that interests you interests me and made me write two books, right? Like how can we even have a roadmap? How can we, what are we even striving for? And my first book is all about the very phenomenon that we actually are endowed with these innate energies and patterns that create amazing relationships. And when I say amazing, what I mean with that is deeply connected and in a context of total freedom. And with that, I don't mean absence of commitment or absence of, let's say, monogamous relationship, but the experience of freedom within being very deeply loved and loving someone, which we usually experience as a paradox or as a contradictory phenomenon. And generally, we choose one or the other. We either choose the freedom or we choose the connection. And we feel like we have to give up one in order to have the other. And as human beings, we're actually not wired to having to make that choice. And so one thing I figured out is how the exact work you need to do to activate that way of being within yourself so it comes naturally in your relationship. Now that's speaking to the first part of your question. The second part was, do I mainly work with women? And yes, it's true. I wrote to two books to women. <laughs> I do see women to be leaders in this revolution or evolution of how we relate because it is intrinsically part of the feminine energy. It's a whole connecting and relating energies, which doesn't mean a man doesn't have that because a man has equal amounts of feminine and masculine energies as a woman does, but it's usually not as present, generally speaking. Right? And we cannot really make any generalizations anymore. So I do work with women as like the pioneers of forging this new way. And a lot has to do with revolutionizing how we view and relate to men. And that is not an easy thing. It's a very loaded topic and, and a loaded experience, right? Thousands of years of suppression in a male-dominant society or civilization. It takes a bit of work to transform how we view men. And one of the things I help women deeply and truly understand is how wounded men are. They are as wounded as we are. It just looks very different. And it manifests very different. And it needs different kind of attention. And 
one of the most amazing and mind-blowing things about men that women really have lost sight of in the last few thousand years is that what a man truly wants to do in a committed, deep relationship is he wants to make his woman happy. And most women, when I say that, look at me like, what? Because that's generally not what we think. And right there, if you took only that one thing, that one phenomenon of how we are each wired, resolving that one thing just like, it's like day and night. Because we all as a collective have arrived in such ingrained deep ruts of how we perceive each other out of a place of pain, resentment, anger, that we truly no longer see each other for who we are as a gender, as a, as a feminine or masculine energy. And so I do work with men, and I used to do more work with men. I think what I've noticed is that for a man, to be working with a woman who has a totally different perception of them than most women do, that in itself can be kind of revolutionizing to them. Like I had a room full of men sit at the edge of their seat when I acknowledged what they are having to go through in relationship with women. They were like blown away that somebody would even know that about them. However, mostly I work with women. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, you know, it's very interesting as you bring this up for female and male, masculine and feminine energy, because the first thing that comes to mind, I have all my friends in my ears right now. Like I can hear them talking and asking, I guess ask her this, <laughs> why that? And so the first one that comes up for me, the first question is, that puts a lot of responsibility on the female. That puts a lot of ownness, so to speak, on the female, on the feminine. And the ability to be able to carry that among the other things that women are carrying in society, just because of the pure nature of how we are created, that tends to be a lot of work. And that the willingness to be able to do that consistently over and over throughout whatever, how many relationships you're dealing with. And these are, you know, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, that we're talking about relationships, intimate relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of work for women to now have to take on the pioneering a new way of relating to men. And so that's why the question came from of like, okay, so where is the responsibility and the pioneering for men? Is that even something that you believe is going to come forth? And if not, why? Brilliant. <laughs> ah, there's so much to say about that. Naturally, there are many men, hordes of men, who are taking responsibility for to change the dynamic. And the way I like to look at it is that whoever comes to me is the one who, is, who has made a choice to make a change. And so men do seek out help to change it as well. So Yeah, it's that willingness. Yes. That you, there's no change happening before you're willing 
That's right. And that willingness is no small thing to come by, right? Because we are talking about changing ourselves very, 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 very deeply. And we have no idea what we're going to encounter on the way there. But here's another thing I want to just touch on, which is when I said pioneer or, you know, to the work, be the leader. The irony or the paradox of it all is it actually ends up not being work. I'm so happy you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Because here's the deal, right? We as women, we have to move into as much of masculine energy as possible to survive, to keep up, to make the best out of whatever we have been dealt. And true feminine energy is very hard to come by nowadays. I have so many questions for you, but you are absolutely right. And especially you know, I would have conversations with men who say exactly that, that it's so hard to be in a relationship with true feminine energy because the woman has been taught that that is the weaker energy. Yes, our whole society is based on invalidating feminine qualities and praising masculine qualities. So why would we not be most of the time in a very masculine way of thinking, behaving, even our, the way we relate to our emotions is very, very masculine. And so to give a very condensed answer to that question is the main work is for a woman to pull her energy out of these masculine ways of being and doing and actually cultivating and nurturing and honoring and validating her feminine energy and even exploring what even does that look like? What is that? Absolutely. I agree with you on that. And And when that happens, Mm -hmm. the dynamic with a man changes on the spot and it usually really looks like doing a lot less work than doing a lot of the work and allow a man. Here's a beautiful thing. The world is populated by disempowered men. Just because they have been in charge doesn't mean they have been empowered. And a lot of men have a very conflicted relationship with their own power because it usually looks like either being someone who steamrolls over other people or someone who's more like a doormat and neither look very attractive. And so as a woman moving into our feminine energy, we can actually offer the gift to a man over and over and over again of creating an empty space where he can rise into his empowered masculine energy. And with that, you believe the shift happens with men as well. Yes. And so what would that ideally look like once men move from this place of disempowerment to feeling empowered 
based on this fact that women have really take took back, you know, taken back their feminine energy. And now they there's more space in the relationship and within themselves to be able to accept that masculine energy and not have the need to disempower them or that type of, you know, however that may look, so to speak. How do men show up then when that is worked on? Ooh, they love it. <laughs> I love you. I love I love your reaction because you're just like, this is when everything changes. Yes. Yes. And it's right there at our fingertips and we don't really know about it. And a very shocking finding, not just in my clients, but in myself, we have no idea of how our normal, natural way of being, behaving, communicating, all of it is actually constant, nonstop disempowerment of the guy that we want to show up, that we expect and want him to show up as this great guy for us. But we're not aware of how we're constantly undermining. And so let's say we learn these ways in which we do that and we learn the ways to really nurture and celebrate our true feminine energy and how to put that into a dance with the man. Then the man, to you know, respond to your question, how do they show up? They blossom. Their self-esteem rises. And like a man in a healthy relationship, right, where, where those masculine and feminine energies are in a nice dynamic, a man feels very proud of his woman and of taking care of her. He likes to cherish her. She becomes his safe haven, all things emotional. And even though we don't really know that so well, men are just as emotional as we are. They just have a totally different relationship with it. And they need us as a model and as a safe place to connect with that part of themselves, that way of themselves. And when we are successful at creating that for them and with them, that means the world to them. Because they don't have that anywhere else and probably never ever had it. And their natural instinct then is to protect you, take care of you, cherish you, provide for you in whatever their ways are. That truly is an aha moment right there for those listeners who are like, okay, where and how does this even look for, you know, the relationship that I'm in or as I'm looking for a relationship or being in a relationship now that's not working out? I think um, one of the most important things that you said was this whole sense of taking back our feminine energy and to be able to really honor that. And as we close, I think that is like the, the takeaway, you know, the first step in the process of healing and creating new generations of healed men, boys, children, like we mentioned earlier, and allowing our girls to see women who are focused on this feminine energy 
on certain rites of passage, on the beauty of their body and how important that is and getting that energy and that affirmation from within and from the strong females in our community and in our family, rather than looking for it outside of that. And so this, you know, really, for me, the connection is, as we take back our feminine energy, we are also really taking care of ourselves. And I have been really looking at this concept of self-care and what it means because there's so many that are not doing it. So many women who are not taking care of themselves. And I'm not saying about, you know, washing your face and, you know, hygiene and taking, you know, clothes or any, but true self-care and what that means for us. And so when you said that, when we regain our, you know, when we take back, because it's almost been ripped away from us because of the way that society has set women up, I think in so many regards of having to do so much, having to take on so much responsibility. And so here we are, you know, the, the women who are doing everything and are doing really great jobs at that. Yeah. And now we are having to shift and add another piece of that, which is this feminine energy, which is the energy of birth and life. I mean, that is the creation. Yes. <laughs> and so how much more powerful that is. So if we let that go as women, then, you know, what will, you know, where will we be? And what, what is it that, you know, we really need to focus on, you know, regaining that and taking that, respecting that, honoring that piece of us yes. in, the, in the midst of this whole relationship thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, that feminine energy, it has many different flavors, right? It has many different ways in which it likes to manifest. But I'd say that at where we are in history of our human evolution, it does feel very vulnerable for a woman to kind of put the brakes on being in her masculine energy who can handle everything, who is on top of everything, who's running the whole show. Who, that's a lot of safety. That's a lot of control. That's a lot of taking care of oneself in a certain way. And we don't really have the historical context yet of it being safe to let some of that go. And so we need to do it in, within the context of our own relationships, of letting go a little bit of that and just noticing what comes back. And in that way, build up a slow process of discovering that being in that feminine energy can be very, very rewarding and safe, but in a totally different way. And allows room, you know, it allows room for the masculine energy to show up the way you want it to show up, the way you have called it in. That's right. What I love most about the conversation today had to do with feminine energy and the focus on really honoring it and to acknowledge the strength that it possesses. And so thank you so much to Rosine Kirschnick for her insights. I really enjoyed our time together. 
She was so calm and centered during the entire conversation. So please be sure to check out her book, The Feminine Dating Revolution, The Zero Heartache Way of Attracting the Love of Your Life. That will be linked for free in the show notes. So please make sure you pick up her contact information as well. So guys, thanks so much for taking this journey with me as we both shift and pivot and rotate our perspective in this ever-changing world. I'm so glad you are here and we'll talk next week. Thanks so much.